When life gives you lemons, throw them at pedestrians. <laughs> Tyler the Sweat. Tyler the Creator. Lord said Tyler the Sweat shirt. Yeah, man. So, um, the universe did its thing again. You know, it's like, it's a running joke between me and the universe. So I thought I was going to get my diploma this week. But because of the two payments I missed two weeks ago, um, they told me that they need me to wait three months so they can see if I can pay them consistently. Then I'll get my diploma. Now, this diploma saga has been going on for a while because I was supposed to get it back in February. And from the way things look, it looks like I'm only going to get it when? September, October, in November. So until then, whatever hopes I had of working as a remedial therapist, pretty much gone. Now, do I sit here and sulk? No. I mean, I was a bit frustrated in the morning when I read the email. I thought, oh my goodness, are you freaking serious? But I accepted it. I accepted it. And I wrote a note. And, um, you know, I'm probably going to title this video, you know, when life gives you lemons, you throw them at pedestrians. Or I'm just going to write it as when life throws you a curveball, this is how you deal with it. You know, and I'm going to read to you what I wrote, you know, because I think this could be valuable for someone. I wrote a note in my folder written uh, titled Moving Forward. The note itself is titled Life is Teasing Me Right Now. It's these moments that define you. Everything looks certain. Then a spanner was thrown into the works. Breathe slowly. Focus on, 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 focus on what needs to be done. We live in an unpredictable world with unpredictable people. Life can be awesome, but it can also be cruel. You understand this reality just as anyone does, or maybe even more. Writing this is giving you a sense of calm, because you realize that the only thing you can control is yourself and how you react. Leave the house, go buy yourself some lunch, then we'll fix this issue. And this is, this, is, this is a continuation of me just sort of calming myself down, just coming to grips with reality. Uh, I did end up getting my bicycle out, went to the coffee shop, got myself a coffee and a banana bread. Then I cycled down along the coastline for like 10Ks. Yeah, then I came back, got my bag with my Muay Thai gear. I was about to go for Muay Thai. Then my bicycle tire was flat, so no Muay Thai tonight. But at least I get to do this. Because I think if I'd gone for Muay Thai, I wouldn't be able to do this. So yeah. I've just learned to accept that, you know, I, I take full accountability. I fucked up. You know, doesn't matter that I didn't know that missing out on two payments is going to affect getting my qualification. And if I have to wait three months, you know, I totally accept that. You know, it's, it's the burden of performance. You know, I've talked about it so many times like you know men have the burden of performance you know and you have to be willing to perform at the highest level and that comes with accountability you know if you're going to be a leader if you're going to be that guy then you have to accept when shit's bad it's on your shoulders when shit's good you get all the glory you know so yeah i take it by the chin 
I take it by the chin. And it's uh, it's sort of like, if you want to look at it from an astrological point of view, I always like looking from different points of view. You know, I'm a Capricorn, ruled by Saturn. And, you know, Saturn is a harsh planet, especially for Capricorn. If you don't get your shit done, best believe, best believe that shit, Saturn will fucking punish the shit out of you. You know, it'll make you fucking suffer because it needs you to fucking learn those lessons. Otherwise, you're never going to progress in life. You know, life is all about progression. I always talk about these things. You know, life is all about progression. You have to keep going forward, you know. And you need a strong mental makeup to weather the storm. Because trust me, in the morning when I read that email, I thought I was just going to go off and just go crazy. But then I was like, man, look. You've been in Australia for like nine years now. You've gone through worse shit, man. Like there were times when I had to sleep at the train station bench waiting for my shifts to start at 2 a.m. You know, I was, that was my first job. Then after the shift starts, I work there for like five hours. Then straight after that five hours, I have to take a train and go straight to university. You know, and then from university, I have to spend like an the whole day at university, catching up with my class. Then after those classes, I have to take a 30, 45 minute train ride back home because I didn't drive back then and then sleep for like a few hours just to wake up again, catch the train and sleep at that bench again until my shift started. So like, I've been through worse, man. I've been through worse. So this is nothing. And at least yeah, I get to like live in a nice neighborhood in my little old fashioned room, old fashioned house, quirky house, quirky life quirky suburb and you know you can cycle to the beach look at the ocean go to like cute coffee places and go for muay thai when your bicycle is not flat bicycle tire is not flat so like i have a good life i'm not gonna complain i've been through worse and that's why like, it's easy for me to come to terms with this and it's something that's always followed me you know whenever things are looking up you know shit happens you know, I had shit planned for next week, you know, for a special person. Then now I'm having to do like the calculations in my head. Like, is it going to be possible for me to even do those things, you know? And it's unfortunate because I, I'm not going to go with the mentality that I cannot do those things. I'm just going to make a plan and, t you know, try, make a plan and make it work. You know, like if I have to go to like the Chinese massage place tomorrow and see if I can get some more shifts, I will. Why not? You know, swallow your pride, you know. I thought, I remember when I left that job, I thought, oh man, I'll never come here again. You know, six months later, I might need their help. It's humbling. It's humbling. But I've been humbled plenty of times, man. Plenty of times. And I think that's why I'm going to succeed in life, man. Because it's my ability to handle stress, you know, think, uh, be calm in moments of pressure and, you know, stress management, you know, can you, are you the same person when stuff doesn't go your way? Of which I believe I am, you know, I am the same guy. I keep a positive mindset, you know, I think through the situation logically. If I'm mad, let me be mad for a bit, but not make decisions whilst I'm mad. And maybe not being able to go for Muay Thai and recording this is actually sort of like the most ideal situation. Because what if I got a Muay Thai and I got freaking punched during the sparring sessions and then I, I, I retaliate, I just go off. You know, you can't predict how these things go. 
uh, I mean, last time I was in a predicament like this, I wasn't doing Muay Thai. Uh, then since I started doing Muay Thai, I've been punched a bunch of times. And I was looking forward today to actually, like, testing out my defense to see if I can actually do a better job of not getting hit so much. But uh, I guess we'll have to see tomorrow if I even get the chance because I've got shit I have to do tomorrow. Um, so what now? What now? Uh, look, I have to look at the options, like go to the Chinese place, maybe do a cleaning job because that way it's like guaranteed money. What I know for a fact is that I can't go back to my old factory job. I can't. I was so unhappy at that job. It was a good pay, steady income, but it's just not ideal for me to go back to that job like ever. It, it, it doesn't, nah, it, it, I can't, I can't go through that again. I can't punish myself like that. So if I can get a job somewhere in my area, that would be ideal. I might end up doing hospitality, which was my plan a while ago. I was actually going to apply for this job at this like restaurant, a popular restaurant, bar, place uh, in the central area. Uh, but I don't know. I just sort of assumed I was going to get my diploma and I probably don't need to work that job. And now I'm here and I regret not applying for that job because I could have gotten it. Whereas now I think they probably have like a lot of people working there. So it's going to be probably a bit harder or trickier to get a shift started there. But, um, mm, what else can we talk about, man? I mean, since my last one, um, well, I was talking about why straight dudes would never get along with queer people. It's Pride Month now. Um, have I had more thoughts on that? I think a lot of these videos, probably maybe all of them, are things I'm probably going to have to redo in the future, like in a nice, proper format, in a more clear and concise way. Because at the moment, you know, I just kind of ramble on about different stuff. And I guess it is a bit therapeutic for me. And I'm not sort of, I'm not, I don't have these goals to set it out to being like this professional uh, podcast thing. It's just me just saying things. And if they're relevant to your life, then cool, take them on. But if they're not relevant to your life, then you can just listen to me ramble on. Maybe you like the sound of my voice. Maybe you're just bored and you just need background noise. Um, but if I manage to get a job, I'm just going to stay in that job, put my head down, sort out all the little bills and debts that I have you know the thing I like about me is that you know I'm ready to just put my head down and just work and just work like I can do I just have that thing about work and just put my head on and just work 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 and um, I feel like the next three months if I have to do that then that that's cool I'm happy to do that on top of that I lost my license so sometime in February I was driving my a vehicle that I got from my aunt and because I didn't pay for the vehicle transfer I was driving in an, an, an unauthorized vehicle and I got some court papers I didn't go to the court and because of that they just handed me a three-month suspension and I have to pay them $500 so that happened I found out about that like last week when I went to convert my license, then the vehicle department people were like, oh, dude, you can't convert your license because you're not even supposed to be driving. So you have to wait until July, August. So that was a bummer, considering the fact that I just got on a job where you do mobile massage. So I can't do mobile massage because of that. So but it's like it's like a lot of things going on. It's like a lot of things going on. And I've just learned to accept them. You know, bad shit's going to come my way. I don't want to make it a normal thing 
No, like I was, I've been listening to, I was listening to this Johnny Wilkinson podcast with this uh, doctor who was saying, you know, our understanding of the world is like we're in an airplane and we're just going through we're in the sky on an airplane and all we can see is like the dashboard. So we can see the clouds and stuff. And that's our understanding of the world. The biggest mistake we do as humans is think, oh, this is everything. This is all there is. What I see through the dashboard is all there is to the world. Yet, you know, we, the people outside of airplanes, we look at the airplane, they go, oh, there's Africa, there's America, there's Asia. There's a lot of the world that you don't know. So you're sort of saying that's, you just give an analogy, like that's what it is like with consciousness and our understanding of our reality is that we do have useful tools where, okay, cool. All I need to fly to Spain is this dashboard and steering and all this. That's all I need. And maybe someone says some things to you and you're just flying through. It's like a never ending flight, but they say there's more to like the world than that. But what we have is sufficient for us to survive, to get along social cohesion, you know, all that stuff. That's what I was getting deep into. And I've sort of been obsessed with that sort of way of thinking where it's like, okay, cool. Clearly we've done amazing things on earth. Now what's the next step, you know, interplanetary travel, you know, that is the next step, you know, and it sucks that, you know, we're not going to be there. Like pretty much everyone's not going to be there when that's a reality. It's almost like on some Star Wars, Star Trek stuff where there's just going to be like, planets and colonies of planets you know and then it's gonna be like oh yeah earth that's like where the galactic government is you know and then like many galaxies away there's gonna be like some Darth Vader type of dude some terrorists some planetary terrorists and there's probably gonna be like a planetary war planetary war one planetary war two it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be box office and those people are gonna be like thank god I didn't live back in 2022. Like the, they were still touching phones and stuff. They didn't communicate telepathically, you know, like there's so much more that we haven't tapped into as humans. And I, I, it's just saddens me that I'll never get to like live in the best time ever to be a human, even though this is the best time since the beginning of time. But knowing that there's like going to be much more cooler shit, you know, people talk about climate change, and the world, I'm like, bro, humans adapt. Humans are fucking adapt. When push comes to shove, if there's like a planet crisis or climate crisis, we'll all band together. Like all this shit about class and social hierarchy will go out the fucking window. They won't be like, hey, we need resources to build this, 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 this. Let's all band together and we'll all fucking band together. You know, sometimes I think, Maybe that's what we fucking need, a fucking crisis. And I know people say, oh, in moments of crisis, there's like fights and division and all this shit. But I believe in the humans, uh, in the in, in humans so much, like the uh, our need for survival. I, I believe that there's something that can happen that can make us come together. I don't think COVID was a good example because it's COVID. It's like people like us, oh, the flu is, it's not something that was like completely different from anything we've ever experienced. Uh, where's, you know, an imminent and outside threat that we can all see something where it's like, 
just devastating everything. Then we're going to be like, oh, okay, cool. This is real. Let's sharpen up our ideas and like create policies. Probably we even bug policies. We'd be like, nah, fuck it. Yo, what do we do? We need to build spaceships. Let's build fucking spaceships. Then I think all of us will just band together and just build shit. You know, because for the first time as humans, we'll have something, we'll have like a common goal that we can all build towards. And I think that is what will take us to that next level. Whereas like right now, we're just too materialistic. We're too caught up in our own social circles and stuff like that. I mean, you can go deep into all of this stuff, you know. You don't have to agree with me. You know, I'm just sort of like telling you how I see things, you know, how I see the world, you know. And the things that are going to bring us together we're so far removed from those things because I don't think it's a simple case of, oh, well, yeah, the planet's going to turn to shit, so let's do something about it. Like, people only worry about shit that, that's in their reality. Like, look at COVID. For a while, because I live in WA, Perth, for a while, like, when the borders were closed and we weren't on lockdown, it, it didn't seem like a big deal to me. So when people are like, oh, I don't see the point of these lockdowns. Yeah, to me, I didn't see the point because I was in fucking Perth. Now, if you were in Sydney and Melbourne, it was a different fucking story. You know, 10,000 cases, 20,000 cases. It was like, what the fuck? And barely anyone was vaccinated. It's fucking scary. You know, it's like, oh, dude, like, yeah, I'm staying the fuck home. I'm not leaving the house. Then on top of that, you're getting like COVID payments. So, like, there was no incentive for people in Melbourne and Sydney to believe that lockdowns are not the solution. Whereas people in WA, we thought, oh, yeah, lockdowns, they're not a thing. Yeah, fuck that. Then people started protesting, like, why are we closing the borders? Hey, let's open up the fucking borders, you know? Like, it's like, bro, we get this quality of life. We get to live in La La Land in WA because we haven't had pretty much COVID. We've barely had COVID. It's only now that we're getting many cases. But most of us are, like, double to triple vaxxed. So, like... It's not like people like, so by the time the borders open and the COVID came to WA, no one gave a shit anymore, you know? So yeah, it's, it's funny, man. It's funny how, how things work, you know, the beer bug. I can't believe I said that C word. Now it's like, I don't know if I'm going to get flagged or whatever. Cause people are like touchy or the algorithm is touchy about those words. So eh, stuff it, man. Stuff it. Um, did I ever, if you asked me a year ago if I, what I thought, what position I thought I'd be in now, I think I thought I'd be in Melbourne, doing some cool stuff there, you know, just living life. I didn't expect that out to be in Perth, uh, stuck in Perth because I'm doing independent theatre and I've got a play coming up in November that I'm doing uh, and I've got a big role, the biggest role I've ever had to do. Uh, still haven't gotten my diploma, still working the same massage job, which is reliant on me getting clients and it's a beauty spa. So it's kind of hard to get clients as a male therapist, not because you're not good, but because people go, Oh, male therapist. I'm not used to that. They might touch me. I don't want a man touching me, even though it's in a safe space and they're just doing a job. But I don't feel comfortable having a male therapist. You know, if it's trauma, I understand. If it's religion, I understand. But if it's none of those, then cool. Or like, what the fuck? Like, just let me do my job, man. 
I can understand from a certain perspective if it's a guy, because a guy's like, look, man, I just want a woman to touch me. I'm not getting touched enough at home. So a woman's touch feels nice. I prefer that. But from a woman's perspective, you know, if you don't have any issues with men, then... But look, and I don't want to go down this road. I, I don't care. Let me tell you. Let me actually talk about this, actually. So at first, I used, there was a time at the beginning where I used to get a bit like... Oh man, that sucks, you know, and I saw it like as rejection. It almost felt like you're being rejected, like, oh, you felt like it was an attack on you as a person. When it's ridiculous, it's not. You know, maybe someone has never had a male therapist, so it's weird to them. And for some people, they don't know what the male therapist looks like because they just say, oh, are you okay with the male therapist? They go, I'm okay with the male therapist. Um, oh, no, can, can I have a female instead? You know, like they don't know, they don't know me. As opposed, they don't know how good I am as a therapist, so it's not an attack on me. But at the beginning, it did affect me. Uh, but now I just see it as like, look, man, people have preferences, just like I have preferences. You know, nine times out of ten, ah, yeah, I prefer a female therapist. You know, uh, if it's a relaxation massage, yeah, a female therapist works out well. But if it's remedial, just give me the best one. I don't give a fuck. Don't care what the, who the fuck touches me. Get get deep in there. You know, but I totally understand people who prefer female therapists, just like the guy people who prefer male therapists. Like I've heard customers say, oh, I'm glad they have male therapists. Yeah, I prefer male therapists. They're nice and strong. Yeah. And I go, oh, okay, cool. You know, so it works both ways. Um, so, yeah, like no use complaining about that. Um, but I, I like this mentality that I have where it's just like life's unpredictable. We live in an unpredictable world, unpredictable people. So trying to latch on your future and potential on an unpredictable world, it's kind of insane. Only thing you can control is how you react to life, what life throws at you. You know, I choose to react by going on a beautiful bike ride and recording my podcast. You know, like that's, 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 that's all I can do. You know, do what you'd have done anyway, you know. And to be fair, yesterday I was in bed the whole fucking day. I didn't do anything, you know. Then this fucking bullshit happened today. And I actually had a very productive day compared to yesterday. Think about that. Ain't that funny? Ain't that funny? Motivation is bullshit. I think the last thing I posted was about motivation uh, but I think I, I wasn't able to post it because they said, um, oh, you're lying to the people or something like that. But motivation is bullshit. The thing about motivation is if it, it changes, it's not constant. Discipline, habits, that's what stays with you. You know, that's what people need to focus on. Just having strong habits and strong discipline. That's what will get you far. In life, that's what will make you accomplish goal, complete tasks. If you rely on motivation, good luck, because you're gonna go through that. Oh yeah, I'm motivated to do this. Then it just kind of goes down. Then you're like, oh now what? Kind of like with my YouTube channel, right? Like I remember I just uh, filming in the park series or something like that. And then uh, the last video I recorded, I couldn't sync up the audio with the sound, and I got frustrated. And because I got frustrated, I didn't even bother uploading that video. I quit. I quit YouTube for like two years or something. How pathetic is that? You know, because I was motivated. I was like, I'm going to post on YouTube. It's going to be my thing. Then as soon as the, a minor inconvenience came my way, I completely gave up.
you know. So I've learned a lot about myself in the process. I have learned a lot about myself. And one thing I think I'm good at, or I've become really good at, is sort of like that self-analysis type of thing where you just kind of go, okay, cool. I suck at this. I suck at this. I suck at this. You know, like I know for a fact I'm not a school person. That's why it took me so long to finish a diploma um, because I I slacked, you know. I didn't do my assignments on time. If I'd done all this stuff on time, I'd have gotten my diploma a long time ago. But because I was lazy, I couldn't be bothered. I was always procrastinating. I was looking for distractions. I'm in this predicament, which is why I can't be all the way mad because it's like, hey, man, you've had an opportunity to like sort your shit out. Just like looking for a job outside of the spa, I've just been delaying the inevitable. And now I'm here, sort of like stuck, recording a podcast and just being like, oh, guess that didn't work out. And I'm in so much debt. And now I have to call every single people, a group of people that I owe money, uh, like every single financial institution that I owe money and be like, Hey, I hope this doesn't go towards my credit credit score because my financial prospects have changed up a bit. I thought I was going to be making so much money by now and pay off all these things that I owe, but no, I can't. I'm broke and I don't see myself recovering anytime soon. So yeah, there's that. What do we do, man? What do we do? What do we do? Uh, dating. Dating is interesting. It's kind of interesting because when you're single, it allows you to not worry about women. And unfortunately, I'm kind of in a position where I am single, technically, but there is someone that I like and have a good connection with, and I don't want to lose that connection. And I have to make an effort to do stuff for that person. And considering that this is a person I get to see a few weeks out of the year because we live in different states, it's sort of like disheartening a bit like, oh, I like how when they're about to come, this is when shit just goes bad. And it's not their fault. It's not on them to sort out my mess. You know, I have to sort out my mess. And it's also like a thing for her to, to, cause it works both ways. Like she gets to see like, okay, cool. This guy said he was going to do X, Y, and Z for me. And now I'm about to come and his shit just gone to shit. So now do I, what do I expect from him? Is he going to be able to do anything for me? Probably not, but we'll see. You know, don't, don't be, I'm always, I always keep a positive attitude, but if I'm not able to do all the things I was planning for her, then that's an indictment on me as a man. But, you know, it is what it is. If she sees that as an indictment, I'd completely accept it for what it is. Or she can just see it and be like, man, he's had hard luck come his way. Maybe things will get better. But from the past year and a half, it just seems like bad luck follows me everywhere I go. So maybe this is an opportunity for her to just jump ship. And I wouldn't blame her if she did, to be honest. Look, I'm, I've got a healthy detachment with stuff like this, man. Like, 
in a in a perfect world i'm on point everything is peachy but things are not on point and i think that's one of the reasons why i'm hesitant to get into a relationship because i just know things are not going well for me like there's so much i have to fix so much i have to pay off and the last thing i want is to be spending money and to do this on you know cuz like not to say that this person's like a money drain but women in general will drain your money will drain you off your money and not your money your time and it's not their fault no it's not their fault no it's normal for them to want attention to want to spend time you know a lot of women will happily spend money on you you know to accommodate you for your shortcomings and you know it happens a lot like how many broke dudes do we know we're just like living off their girls all they just have to do is just give some good dick <laughs> and that's it give some good dick attention love get the tingly feelings going and the lady will fund their whole lifestyle you know i don't want to be one of those guys uh and i don't want to just continually be that guy who just relies on a woman it would be nice if i could pay for my own shit and not have to worry about the woman like paying for me and stuff like that you know like it, it can be a good thing in when you're down then uh, you have a woman who can lift you up but if you think life works that way for eternity you're dead wrong you know like you never want to be like the 35 year old who's still relying on women for money like come on like sort your shit out sort your shit out so i hope i sort my shit out you know i can hope for the best and say all this nice lovely stuff but until then you know we just have to suffer just have to suffer together but um yeah man don't know what else i can say don't know what else i can say i guess we can talk about uh michael b jordan uh so michael b jordan and lori harvey have broken up what do we say then well my opinion is cuz they broke up because apparently michael b jordan wanted something more serious then lori harvey's like i'm still young i still have time i still have shit to do and i think can we can i be blunt about this clearly lori harvey does not think michael b jordan is her best option she thinks she can get better or someone who she likes more she never liked michael b jordan all that much and clearly michael b jordan liked her that much it's a failure on michael b jordan's from michael b on on michael b jordan's perspective like because if you saw her as that then it should have been something that should have been communicated way earlier and you giving her a whole relationship and all these pictures and all this like oh a happy couple look at us having fun you got played in the end because you were michael b jordan you know you had your brand you've done your thing lori harvey is like well known but she wasn't seen like on that level she was just like oh yeah she dated future and diddy but that's like music stuff so when she got michael b jordan that was a big deal like she came on my radar more on my radar and i kind of like 
pay more attention to her because I like Michael B. Jordan. I'm an actor. I'm in, I'm in that world, you know? Like, my interests are part of that world. It was like with Future and Diddy. Like, I could give two shits. I like some Future songs. I like some Future memes. But this is as far as it goes. Will they date? I could give two shits. But Michael, will Michael B. Jordan date? It's like, oh, I respect Michael B. Jordan. You know, I like to be like Michael B. Jordan. You know, he works out. He's a successful actor. Like, right up my alley. So it's a bit like, it's a bit, it sucks. Like, seeing your heroes get played like this. Get used. Get played for a fool get used for like publicity and stuff like that but you know this is the reality of life you know like as a man you have to be on point you have to be hip to these things you know but you know i have to give Lori harvey um uh, i have to clap hands for her man i have to clap hands for her i think there's a setting here that allows me to like clap hands and stuff uh oh yeah uh kudos 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 to her man she did a thing. She did a thing. Yeah, she did a thing, man. We can't hate. We can't hate. Shout out to Lori Harvey. She's the girl of the month. And we're just beginning June. So I'll give her the girl of the year. Because from last year up to now, she's the girl of the year. What else is on the news? Well, there was a lot of bad shit that happening. Involving school kids. I'm not going to talk about that. I will say this though. Um, taking away the guns. Will do a lot to be honest. It's easy for me to say that. Because I'm in Australia. But as an American. Where I live in a world. Where every criminal has a gun. And. It making it hard for me to access guns will make it hard for me to protect myself. The last thing I want is the government getting into the whole gun, getting get, get, having that much power to take away my guns, eh, or like making it harder for me to access access guns. So I understand people who don't want gun reform, but obviously speaking as someone in Australia, man, I cannot imagine living in a land where that many people have guns. That shit scares me. Especially knowing how human beings are so irrational at times. It just scares me. And that's one of the reasons why I don't live in, in America. You know, I'm happy in Australia. I do not plan on leaving Australia anytime soon. Only place I want to go to is Melbourne. And uh, the Melbourne thing. Well, the plan is to go to Melbourne um, after my play in late November. So we'll see when we get there. We'll see when we get there. We'll see when we get there. And that's like my two cents on the Lori Harvey situation and the gun situation in America. Now I'll sort of talk about my plan moving forward, what we do moving forward. So like I mentioned earlier before, I might just like do a cleaning job or some warehouse job or like work hospitality. And uh, how does it factor in to my Melbourne plans. The thing about Melbourne, right? Because it all starts with the reason why. The reason why I want to go to Melbourne is because I don't like Perth. Perth is small. It's very isolated from the world. It's close to Asia. But I don't travel. I've never traveled since coming to Perth. I've just been in WA like nine straight years. 
Fifo looks like a sexy option right now, but I would never do that. I think that's just me quitting on life, to be honest. And I live a life that requires me to stay here if I'm going to do theater, uh, if I'm going to be dating, seeing my friends. I need to stay in Perth. There's so much for me to learn uh, as an adult, and I don't think leaving and flying back and flying out, like, I don't think you learn about adulthood in a healthy manner through that way. You know, like, yeah, sure, I'll make money. I'll live a cool life. I'll post cool little pictures. But that's not who I am. Uh, my relationship with money has changed a lot. And let me tell you why. Because for a while, I built this idea of myself as, oh, I'm going to be working in a corporate job and just be a money guy. But I don't see myself as that anymore. I just see myself as unlimited as limitless potential i can be potentially anything you know i do acting i do djing i do massage i don't know where that's going to take me and you can have goals like yeah you know it'd be nice to have a family one day and all that you know like i stay fit those are the habits. Like the habits are always important. Like stay, you know, you need strong habits, and you know the habits are running, Muay Thai, going for coffee, reading, podcast, all that stuff. I've got the habits in line. I've got a schedule on my phone that I set up. Like I, I do the reminder thing on my notes. I just set up reminders. These are things I need to do. I am my own secretary. You know, I only started doing this like last week, where I make my own, like a list of things that I need to do. I started doing that last week. I never used to do that. Shocking, I know. But now I've said I am my own secretary. So I'm my own secretary. I'm my own CEO. So the habits are there. They're on point. But in terms of like these old, this old idea of like, I'm going to be the most successful, whatever. Like, I'm like, dude, let, let go of that. It kills your passion for things. It kills that uh, curiosity, that like exp explore like the exploring part, the, the, the thing that makes life fun when you just explore, embrace the unknown. You don't know what's coming. You know, obviously, get, get maintain a good job, get a good income, all that stuff. That's important. We know that. that. But that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is living life to the fullest where you call, you're, you're present and you just can adapt really well. And whatever happens, happens. It is what it is. You know, as they say, you know, that's why, that's the life that I want to live where you can just be anything. It can take you anywhere. Like you might just end up in, in Spain on an island and you're like, oh, how did I end up here? But we're here now. Let's, let's see where this takes us. You know, I want that type of life, you know, like a nomad almost. And I have so much shit I have to get rid of, you know, like I have a storage room that, you know, I pay for and... It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Like getting rid of stuff. It's it's hard. It's hard to get rid of stuff. Like oh my goodness, it is hard to get rid of stuff. That's something I never thought of. But you know, I have to go to the storage unit tomorrow and get rid of that shit. You know. Otherwise, I've got a lot of sentimental stuff there, and if I don't get rid of it, if I don't take it, like if I don't go there and take the sentimental things, they'll get rid of them. So that's my plan tomorrow, leave the house, go get my shit, 
and drop off my car at my aunt's place because I have no use for it anymore. I don't want to rely on car, on a car. If I have to rely on my car to make the most out of my life, then that's inefficient. That's not ideal. So yeah, I got a message. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry, let me put that on silent. So I want to live a nomad lifestyle. I want to live a life where I can just pick up my bags and just go. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of all these positions. Positions. I don't need all these positions. I used to hear about stuff like this, like let go of all your positions, like the Bible talks about this, you know. And it never resonated, because for a large part, what I all these things I own are me, but they're not you. You don't need them. Let let go. Let it go. Let it go. I still haven't listened to that song. I still haven't watched Frozen. But you have to let it go. You have to let it go, man. You have to let it go. Let go of these self-limiting beliefs. You have potential to be so much more. Before my brother left for Broome, he wrote a note. He left me a note that said, whatever the mind can conceive, it can achieve. You can achieve. You know, whatever you have in your mind, you know, like you can, you can achieve these things. Maybe I'll never be able to go on a spaceship and like just travel the universe or go on a war spaceship and fight against the empire, you know, against the terrorists on planet blah, who are trying to take over the universe, the galaxy, you know, or for, I can never be able to get onto a... Thai wing, Muay Thai, what's it called? The Thai fighter? A Thai fighter and go fight and destroy the Death Star. Like, this is not stuff that's going to happen in my lifetime or in my grandkids' lifetime, but it's going to happen one day. Just believe there's going to be terrorists who are going to start building, like, Death Stars to destroy planets and shit. Like, this is going to be interplanetary wars going to be a thing in the future. And part of me hopes that we get to live multiple lives. That I, that I can experience all this shit. It will be fucking awesome if we could experience life after life after life after life and not remember that we lived present, like past lives before. But maybe me wanting to live another life or like live life continuously after this, maybe as a bird, as a whatever, maybe that's what's going to allow me to live a different life. You know, and isn't it like a beauty? Isn't there like a beauty to it? The fact that I won't ever know that I lived as me right now, that I never got to be Darius, you know, and had a YouTube channel and recorded a podcast called A Woman's Handshake. Wouldn't, is, wouldn't that be beautiful? Wouldn't, wouldn't that like a, there's a beautiful poetry to that. Like, man, you get, you got to live like all these cool lives, but you don't even remember them, you know, but at least you get to live in the best time ever as a human you know and it, it is kind of like sucks a bit as well like what if in your past life you were like tortured what if you were a nazi in your past life think about all that scary you know what i mean like we never think about that and i think ultimately that's why i don't believe in past lives i just think like nature nature's cruel nature's fucked to be honest like nature's fucked up like if you really think about like look at it how for the survival of this animal, another animal has to die all the way up to like a microscopic level. There's like always like something has to die in order for something else to live. You could even add plants to that, you know? And it's like, it's unfortunate, but that's the reality of life, you know? So from the 
get-go, nature tells you what it is. Nature does not bullshit us. We choose to bullshit ourselves and say, oh, it can't be that evil. Like, it's, I think I think humans have had a hard time accepting the true nature of, the true reality of life. And then we've managed to create all these uh, coping strategies to like, so that we don't have to worry about, you know, what it is, like what nature really is, you know. But uh, I think some of us accept nature for what it is. And that's how when crazy shit happens, we just, we're calm about it. You know, we're stoic, as they call it. I'll never call myself, I don't, I don't practice stoicism, but I guess me going through this situation is me being stoic. But trust me, man, I lost my dad at 16 and my dad was my superhero. After I went through that, I was like, man, this is fucked up. But nothing else in life will ever fuck me up more than that. Maybe my mom passing away. But beyond that, you know, nothing. Maybe my kids passing away. But even that, maybe losing a partner, maybe getting cheated on. Because I did get cheated on, it was fucking traumatic. I never want to go through that shit. And that sort of fed into this idea of me sort of not wanting to ever be in a monogamous relationship. Um, but I'm willing to give it a try. And if I were to give it a try, I'd probably be with this woman that I'm currently dealing with, that I'm dating with, my long-distance lover. Distant lover. Lover. No way. I guess I'll mark it here and talk about my ideas on monogamy. Monogamy. So what are my opinions on monogamy? Look, I personally don't believe in monogamy, but I'm willing to try it again. And yeah, my next relationship has to be monogamous. And if during that relationship I decide that it's not my thing, then, you know, the relationship will end or it will evolve into something that includes other people. And I still like the idea of building something with someone, but this idea that it that that's it, like you can only be in that type of relationship and build and that's as far as it goes. But I think there's other people can add more to our lives. Like, you know, we could meet, an, if, we, if we were to meet an amazing person who were getting intimate with and they can add to our lives, why would we ignore that? Because of our own little egos of, oh, I'm enough. Oh, I'm uncomfortable with another person being added to my life. Like, it's stupid. Like, if another guy came in and hit it off with wherever my woman is, and they hit it off, and that guy is going to add value to our lives, you know, if he's adding value to her life, that adds value to my life, then why would I throw that away? Because apparently if someone else sleeps with someone who's supposedly my wife or my wife, then I guess that makes me a cuck. Did you know what a cuck was before you watched porn? Did you know what a cuck was before you were into these like political debates and stuff like that? You know, I, I really want to deconstruct all these things. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm confident in my own masculinity that the idea of someone smashing my girl on the side, like, that's not going to affect me. 
to be honest, it doesn't affect me. And if it does affect me, I need to explore that. Like, why does it affect me? Why? Like, why? Like, I've had enough sex with a lot of women to know, like, bro, sex means nothing. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Y'all think sex means something? Now, sex doesn't mean anything. You know, like, and th th this idea that, oh, who someone fucked in the past matters, it doesn't fucking matter. You know, there were girls who, man, I broke their backs. I gave them some good-ass dick. And they still went back to a guy who can't make them come. Why? Because life is complicated. And we're driven by incentives. Someone is smart enough to be like, hey, my husband provides a good life for me. He doesn't give me good dick. However, from time to time, I'm going to step out on him and get some dick. And that dick was Darius. And then when I get, when I have my fun, when I have my thrill, I'll go back to my man and be a good wife. So I'm literally saying, I don't want to be that man who lives in denial, who's naive, where, oh yeah, my girl's gonna step out on me, do a thing, do some stupid things with some boys. Then I'm at home under the guise of monogamy. Yet she's out here just wilding or suppressing emotions or feelings that she has for other guys, you know? Like, dude, I was married for like five years. That whole time I was looking at other girls like, oof, man, I wish I could do something. But of course I never did, you know? And I, you know, I don't want to live that type of existence where I'm looking at other girls and then like looking at my wife and being like growing resentment, growing resentful. Like I've got a note in my phone where uh, I press up, oh, note on my phone where I was low-key resentful. I was low-key starting to resent my ex-wife because she was gaining weight. I wasn't happy about that, you know, and then I started losing weight. And she started exercising because she saw me exercising. Then at one point, she gave up. And instead of me stepping in and helping her, I was like, eh, drown, drown. Maybe that would give me a reason to leave this fucking relationship. Then before that happened, she cheated on me. And then ever since then, I've been playing the victim. But when I think about it objectively, the relationship was cool. It was turned to shit. You know, I wasn't fucking her anymore. I was losing attraction to her. She was like, he's not fucking me. So what the fuck is this? So she seeked out another guy. Did they fuck? No, they didn't. But that's the reality, man. Relationships are hard. Relationships are hard. Life is hard. And, um, you know, I can't wait to be in a relationship, see how that goes. Because part of me does believe monogamy can work. You know, it's just that all the monogamous people that I know, I'm highly suspicious of the arrangements. Like, are you guys monogamous throughout? Or do you have like some sort of like understanding that if you go to a different state, you can do your thing? Just don't let me find out. You know, like there's all these things that you will never know. And maybe when I get into a relationship and we meet other people in relationships, we get to like get a, cl a clear picture of what life really is. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to read more and do more research on poly open relationships 
even though I've already done a lot of research on this stuff, but I'm always like listening and learning from people in those situations because to me it just seems like a more honest way to live life and it is right up my alley of just letting go of control because with the monogamy it's like it just taps into that need our need to control things like i want that surety and that control of like yes the wap is mine and no one else can have it you know like it's like why if it's easy for me to lose it then it was never mine to begin with. You know, if it's that easy for the girl to just go away and another guy just comes in and takes it, then she was never yours, man. Should let let these women be free. Let them be free. You know. I think most guys want open relationships. I want I think most guys want polyamorous relationships, but they they're just scared. Because do you know why they're scared? Because they go always say, Oh, so I can fuck other guys? And they can't live with that. They can't live with that. Because it's an attack on their ego. Oh, like imagine your girl sucking another guy's dick. Imagine another guy coming inside your girl. Oh man, that's some traumatic shit, ain't it? Huh? That's some traumatic shit. <laughs> so I respect Sneeko, man. Like when Sneeko came out and was talking about how he's in an open relationship and he watched his girl getting smashed by other... Even though I, I never want to see... I don't want to see my future girl getting smashed by other guys. But... If she will smash other guys and I and I know about it, cool, whatever. You know. Just as long as it's not in my face. Like live your life, girl, do your thing. You know. But look, my next relationship is definitely gonna be monogamous. And I'm gonna go into it fully like being like a mono. You know. But at the same time, I would not be surprised if I end up being like, This is not my thing. I don't like it. But I don't want, I'm not going to go in with a mentality of like half-hearted mono. No, like I'm a mono. I've always, bro, mono is all I've known. My whole life I've been a monogamous person. So that's the only way, I, that's the only relationship I know. You know, so of course when I get into a relationship with someone, I'm going to be monogamous. You know, but I'm also, I've grown. I'm a grown guy now. You know, I've got layers to me now. And I can tell, like, I, I've studied this shit, man. I've analyzed my past relationships so much that I'm, that's why I feel like I'm ready to be in another relationship. Because now I think I'm like, I've done enough healing. I've done enough growing. I know all the options that are out there for me. And you know what? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I actually met a lady who's in a, a poly, polyamorous relationship. And uh, she's got, like, three lovers that she's seeing. Um, and I was like, I kind of lost interest for a bit because I was like, man, that's a lot. Like, she has a baby, she has a primary partner who she stays, who she's taking care. She was she's like with had a baby with, and like they're dealing with the baby together. They don't talk about that. She's two other people that she's seeing. They're like, do I really want to like add myself to this like list of lovers? I'm like, ah, I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm good. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. But it's kind of interesting that she's in that situation and she seems happy. And yeah, we're reading to each other like different poems we wrote. And that was like a really cool conversation that I had with someone. I think that's one of the best conversations, probably the best conversation I've had all year, really, if I think about it. I mean, I've had some really cool conversations, but that's the one that really stands out to me. Because it's someone who's very responsible and mature about that whole situation and they're like in a really 
good relationship because they understand like they that's their lifestyle you know and i want to hang out with people who are more like that because i think man those people they have less issues than the fucking monogamous the monogamous people man they're frauds they're frauds man like they dudes are like fucking around paying for escorts paying for hookers like to me it's like it's fake man it's not real but uh, can one person really be all that for you i doubt it i doubt it i doubt it i doubt it it's possible but it's also possible that you cannot be everything to a person and i think that's where it goes both ways dude Bro, if I'm dating someone and they go, you know what, I love you, dude. I want you in my life, but you are not fulfilling this part of, you're not fulfilling all my needs. And I feel like I need to add someone who can fulfill those needs. I can't be mad at that, bro. I'll accept it, bro. I'm willing to accept that. I'll accept that, you know, just like vice versa. I'll be like, hey, I love you. I want you in my life, but I'm not happy with blah, 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 blah. And I don't want you to change yourself to feel that need. You know, I want you to be you because I love you for you. Let me seek out someone who can feel that sort of space for me. And I think that's a more mature way of looking at life. Because this whole stuff where we think we're both going to be good for each other and we're everything to each other. It's, it's stupid, to be honest. But I'll go along with it and see how it goes because you know i used to believe in monogamy at one point and the problem me still does and uh, so i'm happy to try it but i still i think it's part of that whole materialism old ideas like these social structures that worked in a in a certain era whereas i think right now it doesn't work in our era you know and the person i'm with did mention that if I were to open up the relationship, she she'd, uh, she'll just go back to just dating me. She's being like one of the guys she's smashing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's okay. You know, because, um, yeah, you can't predict these things, dude. I don't want to promise someone that, yeah, dude, we're just going to die together. And no one else is going to be involved. That's like a silly way of looking at life. Like, you can't predict this shit. I never predicted that I was ever going to be single again. I thought I'd have a kid in the in the house by now. You know, come on. You know, like, it's uh, you have to be real. You know, I thought I was going to get a diploma. Look at me. You know, I thought I was going to be in Melbourne last year. Look at me. It's life. Life is brutal. Life is unexpected, man. Like, life just throws these curveballs to you. What if I go to Melbourne and I'm just like on a crazy streak and i'm meeting the most amazing people back to back to back to back to back then i go oh yeah let me throw this new path that i found let me throw that away to be with one person and then i start resenting that person because now i'm comparing that person to all these people that i met in melbourne you know so there's so much stuff that's like so up in the air right that it's like I can be naive and just be like, you know, it's like a re oh, what do they call it? The progression bias. The progression bias, right? I've learned it from first man. It's the idea that the things you want now are the things you're going to want in the future. Right now, 
I want to be in the same city with the woman that I love and be in a relationship and explore that. Because I think it will answer so many questions for me. But the reality is, I'm going to leave this state, go to another state in a bigger city that I've been longing to go to, where I'm going to live a completely different life and meet completely different people and have different, com and have different habits. And my world is going to change. Now, when I'm in that state, I'm expected to still maintain the same ideas that I have now. That's ridiculous. That's unrealistic. First of all, I'm in a city I don't like. I want to get the fuck out of here. So it's easy for me to yearn for being with my love together in a, a far away from this fucking city. Because I fucking hate the city. I want to get out of the city. Now, if I'm in a city I love and I'm surrounded by people I love and I'm meeting lovely, beautiful people, left, right and center. And I'm just like, I'm experiencing shit I've never experienced before in my life. Then am I still going to hold on to those same ideas that uh, I have now? Am I going to have the same incentives? No, I'm being pragmatic. I'm being honest. And the woman I love is probably going to listen to this. She's going to be annoyed and she's going to be mad. I'm like, oh my gosh, what the fuck's wrong with you? You're going to regret it. I'm like, I'm like, babe, I love you. We're going to be together. You know, like that's still in the plans. But I'm also saying make way for things to change. Things can change on your end. What I'm going through right now might be the catalyst for you to go you know what? I can't take this guy seriously because there is a possibility I might end up canceling everything that I planned for you because I'm not in a position to provide those things for you. I'm in a position where I can cancel because I'm supposed to contribute money towards my mom's plane ticket. I'm in a situation where I might be able to tell my, I might, I might tell my aunt, hey aunt, I can't give you money for my mom's plane ticket. My mom might end up not even coming to Australia. So like, there's these, these things like have severe ramifications, you know, like these choices I've made, you know, and it's part of life. You know, I might, my, I might lose an opportunity on, I might miss out on my mom coming here. I might miss out on an amazing woman. I might miss out on an amazing experience just because I did, I was not on point just because I thought I could get away with not paying my fees. So, you know, I take full accountability. And if my life is still shit three months from now, a year from now, five years from now, it's all on me. Because all I can do is adapt and control how I react to life. And that's a healthy mental model. You know, like, I, bro, I, I've, I've, I've done so much soul searching. I've just gone deep into my mind. And you should too, but I don't expect everyone to, but... It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work looking at yourself and holding yourself accountable and just being like, my life sucks because I suck. Even if bad shit happens, I still have a choice. The power of choice. You know, bro, when Kanye West said that slavery was a choice, I knew what the fuck he was saying, bro. I knew what the fuck he was saying. Do you know why? Because some people on that fucking boat jumped off. They're like, man, I'd rather die than embrace the unknown. And then some slaves, they embrace the unknown. And some slaves were fortunate, they had good slave masters, where, yeah, we're slaves, but we're not getting harassed. We're not getting beaten up. Then some people, like, lived in a fucked up plantation where they got to see some traumatic shit. You know, 
Then some slaves decided to run away. We all have a fucking choice, man. Like this idea that everything is going to be good, kumbaya. No, it's not. There's going to be a lot of shit that's going to fuck up your reality. You know, like today in the morning, like my bicycle before I go for Muay Thai. You know, tough shit. Just have to learn to adapt. And I'm ready for it, man. Whatever comes my way, you know, if someone dies that's close to me, I'll cry. I'll do the grieving thing. But you have to move on. That's all you can do. You just have to move on. Peace out. You know, until next time. Thanks for listening to me. And um, all the best. That was, that was deep.